Hey, y'all, if you're enjoying this podcast, take two seconds, send it to five friends. Um, some of the top episodes would be the self-confidence, masculinity, and the Byron Rogers podcast if you want to send uh, some of the top ones to them. Otherwise, just take 30 seconds and review it on whatever podcast uh, application you use, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, Google, iTunes, Amazon, any of them. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws... Well, they both look pretty badass, and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge. When you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees, look at AssaultLimited.com. Also sponsoring today's podcast is Urban Savage, U-R-B-N-S-V-G.com. The best quality apparel available. American-made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny. The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best kit secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3 eqip.com a3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion a lip balm a hair conditioner honestly anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3 eqip.com proceed with caution all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about Get squared away. Spiritual. Get squared away. Emotional. Get squared away. Mental. Get squared away. Physical. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. Okay, we've got we've got 20, 2022 in review. Since this will be coming out New Year's Day, everybody should be hopefully not freaking inebriated and hungover and Hopefully you're planning your, your 2023 and, and figuring out what you're going to do with your year. But so this is going to be a long one because we've got, you know, 51 podcasts to cover to kind of high spot and roll through. So we got to rush through our, our quick early banter, which I know you guys are going to be super upset that you don't get to hear us tell dick jokes back and forth. But there is one thing that I want to talk about because we've talked about it a few times is this breakthrough in nuclear fusion energy. Did oh, I send man. that to you? Yeah, you sent it to me because we were just uh, talking about that in the last podcast. Okay. So the biggest problem with nuclear fusion up until this breakthrough this last week is when you smash two atoms together to create one atom and to make that nuclear fusion power, it has taken way more power to make that happen than it has created. So it is a net energy loss. So it's kind of like taking more energy to pedal the bike 
than you would get from rolling the bike down the hill is the easiest you know example. This week, we had the first nuclear fusion reaction that was a net power gain. So it made more power than it cost to smash the two atoms together. First time ever. So while this still means we're probably 20 years away, it at least is a proof of concept. It at least says we can get net energy gain from nuclear fusion power. Now, the, one of the cooler things is we know, you and I know, that private industry moves at a breakneck speed compared to pub- public government-funded bullshit, right? Now, public gov- government-funded science is what has gotten us as far as we are. This was a private company that had this breakthrough, and it was a private American company that had this breakthrough. Now, I would have to look at who the investors are behind this company to know if this is actually going to be an American, um, I guess, not a software, it's not software, but an American yeah. technology, right? Yeah. But this technology, it, when, when, when built to scale, will power the entire world. Well, this isn't Stark Industries, is it? I mean... In theory, if you could replace all wind, solar, fossil fuel, energy, coal energy, natural gas energy with one clean nuclear energy that's safe, I mean, you would kind of be creating Stark Industries, right? Like you would be, you would all of a sudden be the probably wealthiest company in the world. Yeah. The arc reactor, right? Yeah. Just give me one of those suits. I'll be all right. I mean, that'd be sweet. I find it really hard to believe. I know that, you know, we're comfortable in our income, but I don't think we have the money um, to get Stark, Tony Stark suits. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you got more, maybe you got more in savings than I know about. But. No, I just want to be a test pilot, <clears throat> you know. Also, if you are in New York State, I'm sorry, you can't go buy a, a puppy or a cat or a bunny from a, from a pet store anymore. They no. banned puppies and dogs and cat or puppy and dogs cats and bunnies from being sold in pet stores <laughs> the entire state of new york oh why what uh to try reason? to to try to cut down on the whole puppy mill thing new oh. york has a real problem i'm all all upstate basically I, I don't think there's probably any amish people that listen to this so hopefully i'm not offending any amish people but um the amish have a real kind of foothold in the puppy mill world and what they do is they breed really oh yeah they breed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dogs and then basically they're they're breeding them from these you know these these unhealthy situations unhealthy unsanitary situations not really worrying about bloodlines and then they're pushing them out to all these puppy mills and all these there's actually i think that we got our dog from a breeder that's not actually a breeder i think they're just really what you would consider a wholesaler I think that they Holy get crap. I think that they get dogs from these puppy mills and then sell them as though, as though they're like hometown breeders. So the Amish are doing this for a profit. Yes, 100%. Not understanding the moral implications to it. Not giving a shit. They they operate by different rules than we do. No, no, that's kind of weird. All right. Crazy. Between New York and California, did you hear the uh, latest uh, uh demands? I did not. Tell me. Um, there is an article and I forgot the name of uh, one of the activists, but basically they came out in public saying that they demanded, uh, I know the total, here's the breakdown is for reparations. And this is, uh, something that the governor Newsom is very much behind. And it's, a basically what's going to do is give 
every black Californian $350,000 in cash, $250,000 credit to small business. Uh, Wait, I did hear grant, that. Grant, if you want to start a small business, quarter of a million. And then, uh, what was it, 12 to tw- or 15 to 20, no, 12 to 20 acres of land as part of reparations. And this is not what they're asking for in their, their words as quoted is they are demanding this. Whatever. I can't even, I have no idea what to even say. So basically you're giving them property and a half a million plus, I mean, what, $600,000 of value between a small business grant and just free money. Um, yeah, I'm done. I'm not. I, I'm moving on from that. I can't even. I can't even dig into it because it's so fucking outrageous. And it'll. I mean, if it passes, then um, never mind. I'm not even gonna say what I was gonna say. I mean, they're paying uh, you know, uh, his, uh criminals with history what three hundred dollars a month to not commit a violent crime in San Francisco. Okay, so that's what that that's what that is, that payment. In San Francisco, because I heard about this that's, payment in yeah. San Francisco. That's what it is. It's basically paying payment, you not yeah. to be a criminal. So if you have a criminal history, they're paying you to not be a violent criminal. So remember, you can still go into a store and take about $834 worth of stuff yeah. and be fine. Yeah. But if you get caught for anything more than that, well, they don't want you to commit violent crimes. They don't mind the small crimes. So they're paying you $300 not to kill anybody. Can you imagine being a business owner in a state like that? You're just like, all right, I'm fucking out. I'm oh, out. Yeah. Tap out. Take it. And the ones that stay, I mean, there's some now that have armed guards. Well, do you remember? Do you remember the rooftop Koreans during oh, the yeah. Rodney King? Yeah. Riots. Yeah. A lot. Of, a lot of our listeners are too young to remember that. Basically, in in was it in Koreatown, or was it just a group of businesses that were in the same area? Uh, I think it was a group of businesses in the same area, and then yeah, they got. Fully armed, jacked up, and fully armed, sat on the sat on the roofs, took took basically shifts, sitting on the roofs of their business, fully armed, and just making sure that the business was safe. Yeah, sitting up there ripping cigs, sending lead down at at the fucking crowd. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? You're trying to protect your livelihood, but as we saw with all the uh, riots that we had, you know, a year and a half ago, I mean, it was you know the government's uh, protecting the rioters. Unless it was January 6th, of course, you know. Well, I had to explain to my daughter last night government corruption. Yeah. Government, and especially police corruption, kind of. And, and I, I tried to explain it as, as, as cookie cutter as, as I could be. But she's like, wait, so like if you get caught doing something, you're just paying the cops to not get you in trouble? I'm like, no. No, no, no. You're way ahead of that. You are supporting the boss's boss's boss for his reelection so that when you get in trouble for doing something, he sends the word down three bosses down to make sure that your ass gets out free. Yeah. She's like, wait, this happens. I'm like, yes, yes. This happens more than we'd like to admit. Oh, I know. And she's uh, nine. <laughs> I mean, there's a great uh, podcast that started as a uh, Tulsi Gabbard's podcast. Okay. Which, you know, Tulsi, if you ever get this message, we're trying to, you know, we'd like to have you on, but um, Tulsi and uh, Tucker Carlson, Okay. Did one this past week, which is really good about media. Um, they kind of get into when she was in government and some of the corruption that she had, uh, you know, had witnessed and 
you know, her getting out, I mean, she's probably the only person that's gotten out of politics, uh, not wealthy. Right. But that's, you know, that was her, you know, her level of integrity going in and that's what forced her to get out. And, and, and that's the thing is like, man, it's integrity is so rare. Integrity in the face of extreme benefit is even more rare. Yeah. Right. Like what's the, what's the Jordan Peterson quote? Uh, a weak man is not a dangerous man. A dangerous man is a, is, or a weak man. What the fuck is that quote? Uh, I know the talk that you're talking about. Uh, Yeah. Anyways, the idea is that if you have no ability to be dangerous and you're not dangerous, then you're not righteous. You're only righteous if you have the ability to be dangerous and you have it under control. Yeah. Right. So like, Oh, I'm a, I would never fold in the, in the face of money. Well, have you ever, have you ever been in that situation? Have you ever been in the situation right. of multi-generational wealth? Well, no. Well, then how the fuck do you know? Yeah. And that's, that's what I worry about is, you know, these guys uh, with the midterm elections, you had, uh, you know, Derek Van Orden, um, one in the Senate for our state. You have, uh, Eli Crane, Arizona, he won. And, you know, Crenshaw has been in the, in the game now for a while. So it's just, uh, interesting to see. I mean, how they deal with it, because I think that based on what Tulsi was saying is that they really integrate them into that culture right away. And if you're not part of that culture, then, I mean, you'll get ostracized. So it's, well, and, it, and it's tough, too, because if you want to get anything done, you have to have the people on your side that can get things done. And the way yeah. that you get the people on your side that can get things done is being part of that culture. So it's a fucking it's a catch 22. Yeah, that's why it's a, I have a hard time picturing. I mean, you've seen 300, right? The movie 300? Yeah. Yeah. So that's like a a classic visual of, you know, these career politicians on one side and you got your warrior class on the other side. But there's such a hard line in that movie. You know, when I look at that compared to the folks that we now have in Congress, I I don't know. It's blurred. And Well, and also in that movie, you get to see behind the scenes. We don't get to see behind the scenes, mm -hmm. you know? Okay, yeah, I mean, we without being able to see behind the scenes, we it's totally different than in the movie 300 when you can see that, you know, if you were just on the outside of that, you would think that whatever the fucking the politician douchebag's name, I don't even remember what his name is, yeah. but the one that's taking all the payment from Xerxes and paying off the 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 profits and it, like it's 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 fucked up, but but we have it and it's going to be worse when the more money that is built into independent business, the more power that it gets, right? Money is power. Yeah. And the more power that independent business has collectively, because we're in this, we're in this, um, basically a sideways triangle. I don't even know what you would call that, but instead of like, instead of a thousand different businesses having the power, yeah. it keeps getting slowly condensed and condensed and people get bought up and the, and the, and it gets, the power is in the hands of less people and less people and less people. And we're getting to the point where, where the amount of power that a thousand businesses used to have is held by three businesses or four businesses or 10 businesses. Yeah. And then when, when, when it's that condensed, then they're able to go after the politicians and even the, the, the American people so much easier. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a decreasing trend line. Basically you're, you're down to these uh, big powers that, affect politics and yeah. i think we're at that point we're we're 100 at that point so and i don't know how to get away from it i don't know how to 
fix it is not the right word, but I don't know how to deal with it. Either civilization, civilization falls, or I would probably say the probable is going to be where you kind of roll into like a communist state. So I don't think you're, you're talking civilization period. I think America is a superpower is more is more oh i'm talking about fall. america yeah america as like america the as a rome pop. yeah america as a as a superpower yeah will fall and other somebody else will take up that power but the problem is 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 the groups that are going to take up that power i mean fucking putin said it as a criticism of america five years ago is the system that makes them great is also the system that makes them so unable in, in to act that a single leader system like Russia will eat basically eat their lunch. Yeah. Well, they dictate what they want. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's unfortunate. <clears throat> so anyway. Um. Yeah. Anyways, on a on a positive note, um, getting into 2022's podcast recap. The first podcast that we did in 2022 that was uh, basically a real podcast, the first one was 2021 in review, which will be this one, but uh, was Mindset Revisited. And we covered Carol Dweck's growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. And my favorite story from that entire book and that entire podcast is the ability of the growth mindset to completely negate the internal biases that people have about themselves as as and their performance. So what I mean by that is these studies were done where uh large groups of people were brought in and half of the group was primed and half of the group was unprimed. So in the primed group, um they would be primed as to say something like African Americans generally don't do as well in the science portion of this test or Women generally don't do as well on the mathematical portion of this test, right? So that's a priming. Basically, they're not saying you're going to do like shit. They're just saying, don't worry about it if you don't do as good because you generally don't do as good, right? And then the other group was unprimed. So what they did is they took those groups and figured out their test scores and then separated out the people by growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Yeah. And in fixed mindset people, the primed group performed statistically worse on whatever portion of the test they were primed to produce worse in that kind of makes sense, right? Like you're, someone is saying in your brain, you're probably not going to do as good. You don't do as good. The most astonishing part of that entire book is the people with a growth mindset performed exactly the same, whether primed or not primed. So they performed to their true potential on those tests because they did not let something like race, color, age, any sort of description, um, lock them into a hole or lock them into a, a, an ability. That's my favorite yeah. part of that entire podcast and that entire book. And I think the, that whole podcast, uh, you know, the feedback I got, and even some of the people that have really taken that as the fixed and growth mindset to their life. Right. And really asked the question is, you know, am I in that fixed mindset category or am I in the growth mindset and what do I need to do to get in one or the other? So, you know, kudos to some, I know, you know, down the road, we had podcast on uh, where we're talking about effects of alcohol. So there's there's someone who's uh, stopped uh, drinking completely. Actually, a couple that stopped drinking completely, and now they're on the getting off of coffee too. What? Getting off of coffee too? What? I know that's tough for you, but <laughs> he's uh... no. So I know that I know it's my crack. I know, I I know that it's my crack. I don't. 
I'm not ready to give it up yet. Eventually, someday, I will be to that point. But I know it's my crack. I'm aware. I'm well aware. I'm, an, I'm well aware I'm an addict. <laughs> oh, but, you know, these are folks that, I mean, even in their 50s, you know, had a whole life of habits that I'm impressed. I mean, they have now just completely shed alcohol, which was, you know, uh, one's a realtor. So, awesome. you know, you know how realtors are, right? They're mm-hmm. always party, 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 right? Social, social, social drinking. And they've gotten away from that. And uh, there's so many, like we had talked about in a podcast, health benefits and whatnot. But it ultimately comes down to is, you know, these folks just said, hey, am I really a fixed mindset or growth mindset? Because I don't want to be in the fixed mindset. So what do I need to do to get into that growth mindset? And then boom, you know, every podcast that followed, it was like, oh, here's a little bit of something that I didn't know before. So it's says, uh, I'm going to do that to help get me into that growth mindset. And the idea that it's a slow process, right? Like it's not like one day I just turn a switch and I'm, and I'm growth mindset or I just turn a switch and I'm better. Like it literally comes down to one decision after the next, after the next. And we are made up of all those little decisions. It's kind of like when you build a house, is that house one brick? No, but without one brick, will it fall? Possibly if it's the right brick. Yeah. Each brick is just as important to place perfectly so that when you get done, you have a straight wall and a square foundation and a sturdy wall. Yeah. And I mean, it goes back to, I mean, we what talk about stoicism, um, motivation, you know, fight or flight. And a lot of that is, is people just having to sit down and be able to say, Hey, this, what, what is what do I want my lifestyle to look like? And the people that have gotten past that versus the people that are like, okay, well, how long is it going to take me to get to that point? You know, that's why I always bag on, we go back to the dieting stuff, you know, and I know there's, even the exercise, there's 75 hard, there's a whole 30, there's blah, blah, blah. Everything is like so many days to get to this point. Well, how about we scrap all that and say, okay, this is what I want lifestyle to look like. You know, do you want your lifestyle to look like a Andrew Tate, Elon Musk, or, you know, uh, Don't the, put those two together in the same fucking <laughs> sentence. I'm just Don't saying, do, that do you to want me. it to look like... Don't do that to me. Tate, do you want to look at Musk? Do you want it to look like Donald Trump? Do you want it to look like your neighbor two doors down the street? I don't know, but you have to, as an individual... You just quoted three of the most sociopathic people in the fucking world and <laughs> said, do you want I'm your life... I'm quoting extreme, <laughs> and then I quoted the neighbor down the street. I mean, that, that people admire, and maybe the guy is probably like a Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't know. I don't want to say that either. But what do you want your lifestyle to look like? What do you want it to uh, to emulate? And Fair, and that's what this week should be. That's what this, not just this week, it's, it's, it's ongoing. But really take time today and this week to contemplate what you want it to look like. To really put down on paper what your value structure is. To build your next 10 years in your mind. Because if you don't know where you're going, then how the fuck do you plan your path? Yeah. You know? And like you said, though, you gotta, you have to tell yourself that it is a journey because it's, um, it, it goes back to all the talks we had about working out is it's, it's about consistency because you're not going to see that change in one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And maybe all of a sudden you'll see change at the two month period. But guess what? It, it takes years. Like if you had a unhealthy lifestyle, 
for you to detox and to get your body back. Sometimes it takes seven years to get some of that stuff out of your system. And, and you, it's, it's, it's like anything, right? When you look at your hair every day, you don't notice it's growing until one day you look and go, God damn, my hair's long, you know? Um, but when it, when you really notice is when somebody comes up and, and recognizes the change. That's because they don't see you every day. They don't look in the mirror at you every day. They don't, you know, see the changes in your body every day. So it's for them, it's a big drastic change. And they go, Oh, wow. You, you know, you look good. You look lean. You're, you know, or you're talking to somebody and they're like, wow, where did that come from? You know? Yeah. You have a different attitude that you've never had before. And with the attitude, the stoicism podcast is one of the bigger, one of the bigger things I want to pull out of that podcast is not being emotionally connected to things that you have no control over. Because if you let things bother you, then they have control over you, not you controlling them. And there's a lot of things that happen to us in a day that we have zero control over. We have zero control over somebody else's car. We have zero control over somebody else's mood. We have zero control over, you know, probably 80, 90% of what happens to us in a day. And if you let that shit emotionally tear you down or you lean on that stuff for emotional positivity, then you're fucked because you're never, you're never in the driver's seat. You're constantly just on like a, a, on a roller coaster track, right? Whereas when you start to really realize, oh, this roller coaster track is going wherever it's going to go. So I'm going to, I'm going to worry about and control the only things I can worry about and control then all of a sudden, all of that mental power that you have been wasting is put towards one, you know, giant fusion of, of atoms into atomic energy. Yeah. No, it's a uh, totally agree with that. That's mine for, for stoicism, um, for the fight or flight. I didn't really, you know, I don't have my notes from that one. The biggest thing, the biggest thing for that one is to put yourself in situations and this, this is not just fight or flight, but put yourself in the situation. So you know how you're going to react because if you are never in a situation, then how the hell do you know how you're going to react? Right. you talk about the, you talk about the training so that the muscle memory is there. You're not thinking about what you're doing. Your muscles know what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. We covered a a bit about the health too, you know, is, is always to have your, I mean, your body is your main vehicle. And I think we hit that on all Almost every freaking <laughs> podcast. Almost every podcast, yeah. But guess what? It's it's like you said. It's, it's your meat wagon, right? And you you have to be in it, whether you like it or not. It's you. So you have to be prepared to guess what? This life is hard. And I was in a conversation the last couple of weeks where sometimes I guess I take for granted. I see these memes. You know the um the one meme that I just brought up is like okay, well if you're going to be unhealthy and obese. You know, that's hard, but guess what? Being fit takes a lot of work and that's hard, but that's life. Life is technically, it's hard. So, you know, it goes back to one is like divorce is hard, but marriage is hard. So choose your hard. Yeah. And choose your, choose your hard, whether do you want to, do you want to rip that bandaid off fast? Right. Do you want to put in the effort now to be healthy so that you can be healthy for a long time? Or do you want to push all this pain and all this, all this suffering back to when you're 45 or 55 and you basically are, you're gone. There's, there is no, there is no saving you or you're never going to get back to where you could have been 
if you would have started when you were 40 or if you would have started when you were 50 yeah. and now you're 65, right? Yeah. We can't go backwards, but we can always start today. And it's never too late. It's like one of the last podcasts we talked about the guy that started, you know, lifting when he was 65 at retirement and is still doing it. So, you know, fight or flight is, it goes back to what we always talk about with food and it's always seems to be like a conversation every freaking place I go is, you know what, there's food sitting in front of you. You're going to use it to either, you know, produce that dopamine or that feeling of pleasure, or you're going to be like, okay, this food is nourishment and I need it for fuel. And how is that going to affect my body? I think the dopamine podcast might have been my favorite one from 2023. 2022, I mean. Yeah, then I was hearing all kinds of stuff on dopamine after. So I don't know if there's like a bug in the phone or something. No, I don't think what it is. I think that, I think it's a hive mind. I think that we're tied in to a to an elevated mind set that is like a beehive and bees don't necessarily think about the fact that they know what they're what each other are doing but they kind of vibe together and i think that that us and our group of 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 five closest people 10 closest people yeah i think that we are we are tied into the hive mind and we're all vibing in the same direction yeah and that's another another big one too is man just getting even the people i talk to that you know have quit drinking and whatnot, I'm like, okay, if you're around people that are pushing you or criticizing you for doing what's best for you, then maybe they're not the people you want to hang around with. You know, maybe you don't want to be the average of that group. Go find yourself a group that you can be a higher average. I'm having workout parties in 2023. Workout parties? Yeah. So my buddy Drew sends me, I don't even know who this guy is. He sends me this guy's posts and he's got a ton of followers and, and, and he's always hanging out with all these cool people, but I don't even know who this fucking guy is. Workout party. But it's, this guy has like a full rogue rig and a bunch of shit in his backyard and he has like parties, like weekend Did parties. You send me that? I might've sent it to you. Is yeah. Like a video or something? Yeah. yeah. And he has these parties. He has everybody come over like you were going to have a barbecue and drunk and drinking party, but they all fucking work out together and then they break bread, they eat, they what hang out. CrossFit? What were they doing CrossFit? Yeah, some CrossFit type shit, whatever. Like that's his thing, right? Like it it doesn't, that doesn't have to be our thing. So you're going to do what? The bench press night? What? I don't know. Maybe we'll do like. Get your wife on the the bench press. Whatever. Which is, I just, that's, that's in my goals for 2023 is workout parties. Workout parties is the plan. He's got to develop that process yet. We got to figure it out yet. Um, Back to the basics. The biggest, my my biggest takeaway from that podcast, I fucking love that Kobe Bryant story. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. Uh, you knew you knew I was going to that one. <laughs> I know you're um, going to that. One. So the this and you guys have probably all heard all my stories that I'm going to go through here. You've all heard once because we talked about them once. But guess what? You're fucking here, so you're going to listen. Um, a, a, a journalist was supposed to be interviewing Kobe Bryant, and he he says, "What time do you want to meet?" And Kobe says, five at the gym." And the guy's like, "Well, five is the big ceremony." He goes, "Oh, five a.m. at the gym." I'm like, all right, sounds good. So he gets all smart, right? And he thinks he's going to get there at like 4.30 and beat Kobe. And uh, Kobe's already already working. He's already got a fucking lather worked up. So he's already been working for at least half hour, right? And he watches for the next half hour while Kobe's practicing. And it's literally just like high school basics. Maybe not even high school basics. Less earlier than high school basics. Simple like 100 shots from here, 100 shots from here, 100 shots from here. Simple ball handling drills. All this simple basic stuff. And everything gets done. and. Kobe wipes his face off and the guy comes down and starts talking to him. And the first thing he looks at him, he goes, I don't know what I just watched. You're the best basketball player in the NBA right now. And I just watched you do basically a, you know, fifth grade basketball practice. Yeah. All you did is the basics. And Kobe looks back at him. He goes, 
why do you think I'm the best basketball player in the NBA right now? Because I'm the only one doing this shit. Yeah. And that is the back. That's the idea of back to the basics. It's the same thing that I just talked about 10 minutes ago with yeah. the brick. If you're going to build a house, every single brick needs to have the same attention to detail put on it. And then all of a sudden, when you look, you have a straight ass wall that doesn't have bricks that are all crooked and falling over. But you can't just think of the straight wall. You have to think of each individual brick. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Kobe, um, it's just, I think when I am looking at reels, those are the type of reels that pop up. And man, there was one this week that popped up that talked about Kobe and Jordan played against each other. And then Jordan looks at Kobe and says, Hey, you can wear those Jordans, but you'll never fill those shoes. And then uh, Kobe's teammates were like, yeah, for two weeks after that, until they played again, um, Kobe did not say a word to anyone else on the team at all. And then when they came back to basically play the, you know, Jordan's team again, uh, he went off and scored 55 points in that game. So, so this is something I want to highlight for people because it, it, I know it and you probably know it and everybody knows it, but we, we ignore the fact that in the greats, the real greats, we're going to talk the greats at anything, right? There's a sickness and a fucked up wiring in their brain that makes them that person. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm definitely not saying it's good. Yeah. There is a sickness. But that sickness allows them to get to the next one, success. It, it 100% does, but is what they're considering success really success? Oh, I mean, those are the goals they want to accomplish. Those are the goals that they want to accomplish. And I think that a lot of them look back when they get to that level and go, shit, I ignored everything else in my fucking life. Yeah. Which is crazy because the next day there was another story where there was an interview on uh, Kobe and Kobe is basically, they were asking him, so why don't you hang out and we never see you partying with your teammates? And Kobe's like, yeah, I don't, after the season's over, I don't hang around with, uh, you know, any other NBA basketball players. And they're asking, well, why do you do that? He's like, I have a family. And if there's one thing I know is that I don't ever want to get older and saying that I missed anything. Yep. So he had his priorities. So he did have, some, he did have some good priorities in check. Yeah. And that's awesome. Was, that's awesome to hear. And I think that that is part of the reason that people look at him as a great, because he wasn't just one, wasn't just single-minded. I mean, he had his flaws, right? Yeah. All great people do. Oh yeah. He had a couple, a couple bumps in the road, but you know how it ended for him was what? He was with his daughter, Yep. you know, on a chopper heading out to wherever they were going. Yep. Um, success versus, was this success, success versus significance or was this just success? This was just uh, success. I think we're decided, defining it. Yeah. Yeah. We were just defining success and what success should mean to you. And you are the only one really that knows what success is going to mean to you because success should align with your value structure. And if you have not taken time in the last two years that we've been doing this to sit down and write out, write down a personal value structure, I think I look through all of these podcast from 2022 and I don't think we did one on your personal value structure. We did it in 2021. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll go back and hit that early 2023 yeah. just to kind of reiterate what that means and how important it is, but your success goals and what you consider successful should align with your personal value structure. What's that little exercise that people do when they, uh, hang it up in their uh, wall in their bedroom or something. 
what's that called? Dream something? Or? Uh, bo- something boarding. Dream boarding? That's not right. What is it called? Mind boarding? I thought it was like dream something, but... I don't, I don't know. know. I've heard of those. I've never done it, but... Yeah, me neither. heard of those. Um, so next one was, yeah, the weathering of storms. I mean, it seems so weird. Seems like, uh, yeah, it's February, so it hasn't even been a year yet that my mom's been gone, so... But, like I said, uh, that gratefulness, um, I had to look back in the year and just all the, you know, people I've lost, but all the great people that I've met in the past less than a year, just been amazing, so still grateful. Grateful. Gratefulness is what gets us through, right? Yeah. And then after weathering the storm was finding the truth in media, I think that, it, you know, in the next two years, this is going to be extremely imperative that we figure out how to find um truth and uh i know that one one news agency that i've really leaned on for this last six months of this podcast was the real news no bullshit Mm -hmm. um these are not uh what is the word when they when they skew it towards their opinion these are not uh eh, whatever the word is i can't remember um, but they're they're just news stories they're just news stories that are that are put out there so that you know what is going on now, oh. if you're going to try to go to their website, they have a paywall. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you could always do the workaround where you uh, you look at the the title of the news article and then you type it into Google and then find an, somebody else that's writing about that oh. story. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a pain in the ass. It is kind of a pain in the ass. Or you could just pay the paywall. Yeah. Which someday maybe I will. I think we talked about the. I mean, at that, that time was the uh, Russian invasion into Ukraine. Um. You know, just a, a little bit of a direction here is, you know, if you want to know more about that and what's really going on with the people in Ukraine, I would probably look in, if you can, access some of the Romanian news or talk to somebody from that area because what is being reported is, and the stuff that's coming out now is uh, complete, completely a 180. It's totally different than what we were told. So just a little tidbit there. Well, hold up. The other thing that I had from the Truth in Media podcast was the uh, mediasbiasfactcheck.com. Mediasbiasfactcheck.com. And that is where if you do like a media source, they do a full write-up on whether they have a bias either way and give them sort of a bias grade. So just a, a good spot to to pop into if you have a place that you that you like to go. And then after that, we had Dr. John Deloney, who has kind of blown up since we yeah. had him on our podcast. He's been on some, some awesome podcasts and, and, and dudes making it and for good reason, because he has a, a unique and I think very beneficial uh, standpoint on mental illness and mental health, yeah. mental wellness. I think he's brought a lot of credibility to the, the therapists that are out there. So, right. And I, I wish, um, and I'm sure there is something, but, but maybe if you guys know of it, you could send it our way and we can put it out to, to everybody, but I wish there was some sort of a centralized location where you could um, find very credible, uh, well-rounded therapists so that you weren't like, right? It's kind of like a car mechanic. If you don't know somebody that knows somebody that can give you a good car mechanic, you're kind of just like trial by error. And realistically, we're all busy people, man. If you go to how many one-hour therapy sessions are you going to go to before you find somebody that's good and you're like, oh, fuck, all right, here. So, and 
okay, well, you, you and I know somebody here. Well, that doesn't help in the other, you know, 49 states in the fucking United States that we got people yeah. working with, right? Yeah, then you don't waste uh, 12 years like I did. So. And, it, and, and, that's, and that's the thing, man. It, it's when we ignore, it's not that we ignore it, we just get busy. We get busy and we, and we move around it and then we get fucked. It sucks. Yeah. But where do you find a resource, you know? And I, that's, like you got to have a Yelp for, you know. And there probably is something like that out there. We just, it's just small because if they're not, if they are not um, selling profiles, mm-hmm. then they don't have the income to advertise. Right? True. Kind of like the staged Amazon reviewers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we had Dustin Cap on. Dustin's always a great dude. Um, with his that in that podcast we talked about situational awareness. I think everybody, I think everybody, has heard us talk about situational awareness. Yeah. Enough, but it is just like um, it's just like your your diet, and it's just like your activity level, and it's just like your growth mindset. It's something that's always on, and you're always learning. And you never really, you don't ever get over it. You don't ever get past it. It's never just, oh, I'm, I'm, I am now today considered situationally aware. Right. Right. We, it starts as simple as knowing where exits are. It starts as simple as looking into an empty parking lot and figuring out where you should probably park. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's the mental practice. Yes. And the mental practice starts building up uh, muscle memory. And by muscle, it's not... Like your biceps or triceps, but your brain is also a muscle, and that's something you have to do. And then we had Ukraine fake news, whatever. Everybody is, is Ukrained out, I think. Um, giving and charity, I'm sure we got into that one. As to uh, there is no, there is no uh, giving just for the sake of giving because you're always going to get some mental benefit out of it <laughs> as we dig into that again. <laughs> um. But charity, right? Charity, what was it? Charity Watch, was that the good website? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, to check uh, charity ratings because realistically, we all know that there is uh, what's the word? Um, unscrupulous people out there that have no moral backbone and will set up a charity just to pay themselves as a CEO a few hundred thousand dollars a year, yeah, and maybe give ten thousand dollars to some kid in need. Yeah. Like on the vet's end, I mean, you're talking 40,000 plus different charities. So really, really need to be careful. And, um, you know, unfortunately, the so I was telling you the group that I was involved with here locally. Yeah. Recently, the executive director was uh, has been suspended because um, in her last role had a position where she's been charged with, you know, misappropriating funds. Come on. So it's, it's such a weird thing in that, in that space, in that charity space, man. But the problem is the board. So when I was on the board, I mean, we had 12 people on the board and now it's down to like four or five people and none of these are logistics type folks. So basically there was zero accountability. So whenever you have an organization, you have to have an accountability structure. Otherwise, if you have one person managing the funds, guess what? It's eventually, unfortunately, it corrupts. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about this the other day because we were talking about, I don't even remember who it was. Oh, we saw an advertisement for the Whitney Houston movie and her dad took all her fucking money. And how many famous kids do you see that happen to? Oh, and yeah. this is 
a father-daughter, father-son, mother-daughter, mother-son relationship. There is no relationship stronger in the fucking world. And money still corrupts these people. Yeah. So if you don't think, if you think that's not, you know, that's not going to withstand moral, moral judgment, then just working on a, you know, working on a board or as a CEO of a charity, that's not going to stop it. Yeah. So you have to have oversight. You have to have oversight that's not involved and not getting paid by that organization. So applies on a lot of levels. And that's where boards come in, right? Because yep. boards would be considered a external source, even though they are running or over- yeah. overseeing. Although there's a lot of uh, organizations, and there's some locally where I shake my head, where the ownership is the board. I'm like, yeah, yeah you gotta, you, you need to be a little more objective. Um, and then the the five love languages. You want what, what are the love oh, languages? That's your I have favorite here, book, actually. Man. It's not your favorite book, right? It is my favorite book. Words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time. Physical touch. Physical touch. Is that all of them? Receiving gifts, physical touch. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I know there's a ton of, of, of calculators or what, what would you call them? Not calculators, surveys. Mm-hmm. Online surveys. You can go and you can kind of take a little, you know, 20, 30, 40 question test and it'll tell you what your, what your love languages are. The biggest thing here is, is if you don't know what makes you feel loved and if you don't know what makes your spouse feel loved, then how the fuck do you expect to be talking the same language? It's kind of like if, you know, if you were trying to marry someone who speaks Japanese and you don't understand Japanese and they don't understand English, you can, you can function together. You know, you can live in the same household. You can probably, you know, you can probably point at the toothpaste and say that you need more toothpaste when she goes to the store next, but are you really going to be functioning at your, at your highest level? Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's the biggest thing with the love languages is being able to speak the, the language of your spouse. Um, gratitude. Do you want to hit gratitude? We kind of did already. Yeah. Let me kind of continuation off of uh, what was in February, but we deep dove into, you know, gratitude as the verb, the action. So, and how you can apply that in your life, how that applies to what anxiety to your relationships with other people. And just your own personal mental health. So yeah, gratitude, gratitude, the verb, I think is the biggest thing. Yeah. And then, um, that's the next one. Success for significance. There you go. And, and that one I loved and the, the Tony Dungy book that I read really gave me the, the basis of, um, what my notes were made up of that week. Quite strength. Yep. Yes. And if you, you could be the most successful um, you know, g- give me a, give me something. You could be the most successful car dealership in, in the, in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you die, or you guys, you could run the most successful car dealership in the world. But when you die, you're gone. The dealership yeah. might make it. It might not. Versus if you are successful at your business at running that car dealership, and then you use that extreme success to build a boys and girls club or to put parks around the city or to invest in, you know, people that can improve schools or keep kids safe or feed families or whatever, whatever your, your thing is, whatever your shtick is, whatever your, your North star is, um, that will pay itself forward for years and years and years and generations and generations after you, you, you're off this earth. Yeah. 
I think we we hit on. I know we talked about, I mean, everybody wants to be significant, especially in the social media, Instagram model age. But there's, you know, trying to be significant or having significance in other people's lives. And I think we covered, the, that was the parable of the sower, I believe. It is, we had it two is. different uh, interpretations of it. But yep, fair enough. <laughs> but it's also, I mean, goes back to the, biblically the parable of the talents. I mean, you're giving three guys given X amount of talents, right? And the first guy takes 10 talents and invests it and creates 10 more talents. And the guy that was given five creates five more on top of the five he was given. But the guy that was given one talent just buried it for himself. And then in the end, that guy basically got tossed by the boss and uh, his talent given to the guy that, you know, created 10 more. So, you I know. Feel, I, I'm, go, I'm thinking back at this last 40, you know, 35 minutes that we've kind of talked about all these and people are going to be like wait 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 hold on i'm still on four podcasts ago the high spots from there and they're going to be like i fucking i don't know what you guys said for the last 10 minutes so maybe get your pause button ready and get your notepad out and just jot down the quick high spot from each of these so that you can kind of go back while you're going through your whether it's today or this week or this month or however long you're planning on taking to kind of work towards what your 2023 is going to look like and what you're going to look like moving forward. Because that's what, that's what our goal with this podcast here is, is, is to give you guys kind of the, the, the squared away um, basis points or, or bullet points from what 2022 brought us and brought you guys. Um, after success, six, uh, significance. Yes. After success and significance was, body recomp um i mean really the the biggest thing there is is you are never going to move both ways you are going to lose fat or you're going to build muscle you're not going to do both even if you're even if you your plan is over the next year to do both it's going to be periods of losing fat and periods of gaining muscle yeah and and the biggest thing, which is funny, because I think last week I was in a conversation about this, is, you know, I, I can't help, but when you observe people or people watch or even as you're, you know, being a gym member, right, is, you know, every meat wagon, every human body is a gauge. And their state or the physical state that you see a lot of times is a huge predictor or not a predictor, but a, you know, a telltale to whether they're, you know, whether they're in the red line or whether they're supposed to be, you know, I don't know if an empty or full fuel gauge really makes any sense, but their gauge tells you what, what where their potential sitting. And it's sad because sometimes I look at some people as like, man, they could be really, really awesome if they would just apply themselves because your body is like clay, man. You can, you can do a lot to change your body. You can do a lot to change your outward appearance, but you know, the, your outward appearance is the gauge of what your lifestyle is. And some people have a lot more accurate gauge, right? Like some people are unhealthy and you can see it on them where some people you look and you're like, oh, they don't look too bad, but they're the most unhealthy fucking people, you know? Yeah. You know, the skinny fats. I just but, have a really accurate, I have a really accurate gauge. Like if I'm unhealthy, you fucking see it immediately. <laughs> like it, it is. It's just, it, I've always been that way. Uh, well, the skinny fats, you can hide a lot with clothes, but yeah. you know, if we lived in a, society where everybody was naked boy i think all of a sudden it'd be if we lived in a society where everybody i don't even know what that just the extrapolation of what would happen there because you would all of a sudden 
there would be no more like uh you you would have to be so much more open about everything yeah, like I mean, it would be it, the, the mentality would change completely i think some people you would get a large part of the population that would all of a sudden be like oh shit i got to work harder and you would probably see a lot more healthy people yeah or we would never we would we would never get to this point that we're at I don't know. I think we still I mean, would. I think we still would. I think you would. I think it would just, I think that there would be a, there would be a slow adjustment period um, where people are like, oh my gosh. And then we would, it would, we would just get used to it because the human brain is so malleable. We would just get yeah. used to it and people would still fall for all the same old dumb shit that they fell for. Yeah, I don't know, man. Would they? I think they would. And, and I mean, it goes, to, I mean, here's, here's a question is, I mean, if you go to a state that is where people are active all year round and people are wearing less clothes all year round, right? So you go to Hawaii, you don't see a ton of obesity there. But if you look at tribal photos from, from tribes that still wear the traditional dress but have uptaken the American diet, there's still obese people in that tribe. And they're just walking around not caring. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. Right? So maybe that won't work. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Anyways. Not that we're advocating for nudist colonies or anything, but. Sunday, May 1st. My notes. Number one from the dumb shit from 2022. The Liver King. Ooh. It took him. Well, this was a May 8th podcast. From right? May <clears throat> yeah. to December. First week in December. To basically blow up from nothing to everyone knowing who he is. To everyone fucking hating him. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't followed that, so I don't know if... I mean, that guy was just annoying from day one. What up, Primals? Yeah. What up, Primals? Nope, haven't touched the stuff. Motherfucker, your skin is red, and your veins look like hot dogs. <laughs> you know. And your belly looks like if I popped it with a pin. Yeah, it, you would just... Organs you would are... Air, you would air affected. piss, would ever, go everywhere. Yeah. $15,000 a month in HGH. Jesus Christ. What? Really? Yeah. Yep. Jeez. Pharma grade HGH, four vials a month. Wow. Or four vials a week? I don't know. Whatever it was, it was 15, eleven to fifteen thousand dollars. That's insane. Um, yeah, we didn't there's nothing else beneficial from that podcast. That was a waste. Basis of building a business. Yeah, I mean that you guys can go back and listen to that one if, if part of your goal for twenty twenty three is building a business. That one's pretty you know, pretty basic, but it but it gives you a good place to go from. Oh, episode fifty nine, Mitch. God, he's an animal. Coach yeah. Mitch Hall, the U.S. Olympic wrestling coach or competitor, just a, just an absolute animal. Talk about mindset from from nowhere. Um, that whatever mass shootings and gun control. There's nothing beneficial there. Um, expenses are up, wages are down. Which hey, guess what? It hasn't changed. Yet. Still going. <laughs> uh, mental illness and the destru- destruction of the nuclear family. I think on that one. Um, the biggest thing to pull out of that one is while there is so many different definitions of family, I think that really the biggest thing is it doesn't matter if there are two parents together, two parents separate, four parents separate. It is, is your family high up on your value structure and are you trying to grow and benefit your children or are you just ignoring them because you are worried about your own selfish intent because the nuclear yeah. family generally would mean you know 
two parents together raising kids. And that's just not realistic in, in 2022 because there's, there is so much division and separation. And I think that there is more to say for two parents that care whether they live together or not than there is for two parents living together and not giving a shit. I know that there's a lot of people that I talk to that would tell you, um, you know, they wish their parents would have separated because they were fucking hated each other their whole life. And it's given them a fucked up opinion of growth. Right. Yeah. Or the parents could have, you know, put more effort and worked it out. Got squared away. Yeah. We don't know the situation. Yeah. if If both have a growth mindset. Um, Rap with Paul, Happy Independence Day. Ah, another parenting one with Christine Bright. That was a great. That was a great podcast. Um, the the knowledge that she brings forth to to raising kids and parenting was was awesome, and also kind of stuck up for us dudes, right? Yeah, single dads. Single dads. Ooh, BlackRock, the World Economic Forum, and the Great Reset. Skip. Maybe if we skip that one, they'll be like, "Hey, these guys are." They're not focusing on us anymore. Let's give them some. We'll we'll tweak the algorithm so that they they grow exponentially in 2023, right? Yeah. Personal productivity. How do you become more personal personally productive? Well, we talked about it already once. What direction are you going? If you don't know what direction you're going in, then how the fuck do you expect to get there, right? Yeah. I think you know direction efficiency. Eliminate distractions. What are you spending your time on in a day? Yeah. You know, I I think that if a lot of us looked at what we're spending our time on in a day, we would find a lot of extra spare time that we could be working towards our goals. Yeah. And it goes back to a lot of these uh, podcasts about at some point you got to take a self inventory. And what was ironic is that these folks uh, I talked about earlier quit drinking the alcohol and coffee. I mean, I told them, hey, you know, you got to do self-inflection a few times a day you know look at the actions that you do you know in the morning and evaluate that is that is that part of you know what i want to be for my lifestyle is it helping me attain my goals or is it just you know non-value added and i need to cut it out so and speaking of non-value added and need to cut it out um the alcohol podcast i think is one that we can't even high spot here Go back and listen to it. Listen to the Huberman podcast about alcohol. Um, but you know the biggest the biggest thing here is is there is it's a Tim Ferriss line, but there is no biological free lunch, right? And yeah. alcohol has its detriments. Don't think that you're uh, don't think that that your your one drink a night or two drinks a night is is just is just giving you the it's just chilling you out and you're not oh, getting yeah. anything negative from it because while it does you know. Yes, it is okay. You're it's not going to kill you. You're going to live okay. It does have its negative detriments. And yeah. you need to be aware of it. So at least you know what you're betting, right? Mm-hmm. At least you know what you're paying for that for that feeling of relaxation. Cuz if you don't listen to the podcast or don't do any of the research, you think that you're not giving up anything, but you are. That's my biggest one with that one. After that, we had supercomputing and AI. That was fucking scary. Just where we're going to be with AI, it's going to be, it's going to be like a, like a hammer or it's going to be like the internet. It is going to be a tool and we're going to see a a ton of people that use it for the most amazing good. Because if you just think about, um, what we talked about in the charity podcast, if there was AI, um, financial software that you had to sign up for, 
to get your 503C or whatever the, the numbers are to make sure that you are a, a, a tax-free charity, um, that software likely would be able to find all of those manipulated um, thefts, right? Yeah. But you're also going to have people that use it for some nasty shit too. Yeah. 501C3, by the way. 501C3. Got it. Um, squared away for president part one and part two. We're still running. Just got a few years before we can run next year, next year. Although I wasn't born here, so I don't think I qualify. You don't, but it's cool because we're not, I mean, we're a fucking podcast. We can't really (laughs) run anyways, but we're still going to, we're going to go for it. We might make shirts. Hey, I'm all about equity, man. There hasn't been an Asian president yet. So I'm still working on the, I'm still working on the, (laughs) I don't want to get political shirts. Those are going to come out one of these days. Um, doing rather than being. Um, you know, that, that's the ego that is what it means to do something rather than be something. Um, a lot of beneficial stuff in that podcast, but you can go back and listen to that one recession. I ran an organized crime, whatever, um, growing lawless lawlessness and how to prepare for it. That's, that's being squared away, right? That's situational awareness. That is situational awareness. That is. That's knowing right. knowing that there are criminals out there and being completely comfortable at least that you have somewhat of an ability to stand your ground or at least see it, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to acknowledge it. It's it's growing. And even for us in, in our state, guess what? There's legislation in, in bordering states that guess what are going to affect, you know, us, even though we may not have that legislation here. It's, uh, it's, it's going to spread doesn't stay contained unfortunately no i mean if you have people in the next state over that are criminals that are let out guess where they're gonna go yeah exactly because then they don't have to come back to their state um falling empires that one's depressing don't listen to that one because basically we're fucked Uh, (laughs) um say that man come on i I mean (laughs) it's helping you be prepared i i do i i agree i also i also hate the fact that i I agree with what Ray Dalio says and and I and I do yeah. think that we are probably on the downward trajectory um as a superpower in the world. I mean, part of it's just, you know, being squared away means it's kind of like looking outside and hey, if it looks like rain, guess what? You prepare for rain, right? Fair. So, fair. Got to know what shit's going on. Uh episode 81 with Rosie, the biggest thing there is <sighs> that's another awareness one, right? Like be aware because the idea of human trafficking and the idea of damaged individuals from fucked up people in the world, it doesn't get talked about enough and it gets ignored, especially in mainstream media, because it is not a story that sells. Right. But the problem is the numbers are so staggering compared to all these little things that people have uh, gotten woke and, and, and crazy over. The numbers are staggering. What I wish, what I wish the people that are concerned would really focus on, though, and, and not only focus on, but at least um, acknowledge, is the majority of people. This is done by someone they know. This is done by a family member. This is done by someone at their church. This is done by someone in their neighborhood. This isn't, you know, right? Like yeah. we, the only thing we, fo- the only thing we hear, especially in our circles, because of because of the type of people that we that we encounter is the the border crisis and the you know the the cartel trafficking people and yes yeah. that's scary 
and you should be aware of it and we do need to counter counteract it but out of 10 people that are trafficked nine of them are by you know a family member right and it's um just being involved with it personally is uh you know our local politicians the local police you know and by that i'm not grouping everyone together but i'm saying that there is infiltration at every level ooh uh, attitude for excellence. This is where my my gigo garbage in, garbage out. Gigo, gigo. Um, put be be consuming positivity, and surround yourself with positive people and growth mindset people, and it will only improve you, rather than letting your mental energy be spent or your mental mental fuel be spent on trash. Right. That was one of the oh, big yeah. one. Positive, confident, competitive, purposeful, caring, respectful, and disciplined. Adherence to goals. That one's tough, man, because we all have these goals and we're we're talking right now and, and hopefully it's your it's your your first week of your new year and you are setting some some goals that you want to achieve this year and, and figuring out how you are the steps you're going to take yeah. towards those goals, but how the fuck do we adhere to them? Yeah. And, and I think that, that one of the biggest things is, is the reminder, whether it be the daily reminder or it's the, you know, the, like you said, the, the wish board or dream board on your wall, or whether it is a, 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 a reminder you have in your phone that pops up with your, with your goals, your top three goals for the, for the year. Whatever it is, it's the daily reminders to remind you that, all right, today I'm going to have to make some decisions, and these decisions are going to be in line with my goals. Yeah, and I think we talked about, and I mentioned a couple times, the PDCA process. You know, you have to have a plan. So for any of this stuff, whether it's the goals, you know, lifestyle change, you got to have a plan, and then you have to do, is D, you got to execute. Because it's, it's useless if you keep talking about it. So many people I know talk about their plans and don't do them. But then it, it makes sense to have the C, the check. You always have to check if, okay, am I doing what is to plan? And if is it working or not? And if it's not working, I need to go back and act. Act to make changes. Or act, I say, is more should be adapt. Adapt your plan and then do it again. Plan, do, check, act. Excellent. After that, we had one of my one of my favorites from the year, the Love, Sex, Respect, and Validation podcast. <laughs> um, I got to talk about post nut syndrome, so that was exciting because I still think I have people that are like, "What the fuck are you talking about, post nut syndrome?" But if you're not a dude, <laughs> you don't get it. Um, uh, if you're a dude, you'll be like, "Hey, nah, that makes sense." That makes sense exactly. Um, I did learn something new. Right, we talked about the love hormone is oxytocin. In yeah. men, it's actually more vasopressin is more dominant than oxytocin. I learned Boy. that in my in my dopamine studies for the for the last dopamine podcast. Hey, Whoa, sh- Whoa. I hit a play button. Hold up. Um, after that, what did we have? We had healing, healing your pillars. Whew. That's a tough one, right? Yeah. Um, we did a lot with physical healing in that one. How to how to repair your muscular skeletal system. But also, we talked about emotional healing and spiritual healing. Um, a lot of this comes down to the mindfulness, right? Yeah. It's one of the, I guess, the, the, the tools, one of yeah. the most important tools for any of the, 
of the becoming squared away is, is, is your mindfulness practice, whatever that means to you and whatever is making you more aware and able to build that, that time in between stimulus and reaction. You know, yeah. the, the guy rips over in front of you in traffic. And if you have a good mindfulness practice, you have a few seconds where you can go, look at this fucker just pulled in front of me. Wait, he didn't do that to piss me off. He did that because he's in a hurry or he's not paying attention or whatever. I can't let this affect me. I'm going to take a few deep breaths. I'm going to slow down and, and step back. And yeah. if you don't have that ability between stimulus and reaction, you're all fired up like Martin is and you're up <laughs> on his ass. And Hey, okay. I, I'm, I'm getting better. I just, sometimes I need that 30 seconds to just, you to know, rage, to rage and, you know, mentally destroy the guy and be like, okay, now I'm, now I'm better. But I'm really, really good at my initial reaction. Isn't necessarily rage as much as it is furiously pissing them off. So like if I have somebody that's so fucking pissed at me, I'm like waving like nice, like a big smiley wave, like, Oh, hi, hi, how are you? Are you having a good day? And they want to murder me. So it, it, it makes fun. It makes it a lot of fun. And by the way, you know, this is, we're going to have a, uh, Paul singing album. Cause I can't uh, recall all your, your little, uh, singles. So I think you did the Marvin Gaye sexual healing. <laughs> yes, so, I did. So for Christmas, you're going to see the end. If you call 1-800, you'll get the free album of Paul's Greatest Hits. If somebody goes through and actually put together all my ridiculous fucking singing from the last 88 podcasts, it would be a very sad, sad album. It would be a Spotify album. Uh, Well, you know what I remembered the other day? Do you remember uh, Robin Big? Rob Dyrdek had that show on MTV. It was Rob Dyrdek who started DC Shoes with Ken Block, and then Big, who was the fucking six-foot-five 350 pound bouncer that he has and they live together in a house no and it's basically just a, it's, it's a it's a reality tv show but it's just them doing hilarious shit right and they decided because his cousin was a music producer they decided they were going to make a, a fake um rap star and his name was bobby light and they made a song called dirty girls because rob likes himself some dirty girls <laughs> and uh it's on Spotify. You can actually listen to it on Spotify, oh, really? and the artist is Bobby Light, which wow. is Rob Dyrdek's, you know, fake character. So maybe I, maybe I just need a fake character. It's kind of like Spinal Tap, and uh, what's what's Jack Black's group? Oh, him and that uh, other dude. Yeah, dude, that their songs are actually good. You don't always have to fuck them hard. Sometimes <laughs> it's not right to do. Sometimes you gotta make some love. All right, I'm done. Oh. Fucking give him some smooching too. Warming up his uh, his choir voice. <laughs> um, the next episode after that was stress and seasonal depression, which had some amazing info in it on dealing with stress. What is stress? Uh, physical versus or physical and emotional stress. Yeah. And then after that, we busted into anxiety because the stress podcast ended up taking so long that we needed to split it into two podcasts and anxiety anxiety's natural guys like anxiety is is a natural thing it's just when it is uncontrolled in the brain and you have no reasoning ability to control the anxiety that's when it becomes an unchecked problem right yeah and then after that we hit the dopamine which was last week's podcast and one of my favorite podcasts 
and just realizing what dopamine is, how it works, how it is manipulating you uh, mentally, emotionally, physically. And it's like anything else. When we realize these things and we understand how they work, we are able to kind of hack them, right? And we know that our dopamine control circuit isn't necessarily strong enough not to eat the food if it's in the house, especially if we're very dopamine urge driven. So how do we hack that? We don't have the shit in the house. Yeah. Or how do we, how do we hack you know, uh, a fact that we know that if we drive past this certain you know, smoothie spot, we're going to stop and get a thousand calorie smoothie because they taste delicious. We don't yeah. go that way. Yeah, I mean, it's it comes down to again, what what is what do you want your lifestyle to look like? Do you want to be a dopamine addict, or do you want to be somebody that positively uses like the you know hitting the gym, cranking your dopamine that way? Did you see my video I did though on Jocko's video? Yes, I did. Because because I I saw that real like literally. Yes. So Jocko yeah. did a good video, and it, and he's right. He's right as to there is no free dopamine hit. You can either pay on the back end by, you know, the food manipulating you and the social yeah. media manipulating you. Um, whereas you can pay in the front end and get your dopamine hit from your workout and stuff like that. Yeah. And he, and he has a really good point. But Just I choose your hard. Yes. Choose your hard. Right. Um, that's that's all the podcast for for 2022. And uh, anything. Anything you really want to get into this into people's head this week because this this is the week that they're going to be hopefully sitting down and and really figuring out the direction they're going in 2023. Yeah, I mean with all the the chaos and everything going on in 2022, you know, don't let those things be distractions. You're heading into the last week. And guess what people do? They they make their New Year's resolutions. Well, don't make New Year's resolutions. This is probably a time where guess what? You're going to be around family and friends. And sit around and have high quality conversations about, hey, okay, what are, what do I want my lifestyle to look like from here on out? What does my lifestyle look like right now? You know, be honest and do some really hard self evaluating. And um, you know, any information that we can help uh, from previous podcasts to to now is, you know, we're here. So, you know, we're still working on it too. And reach out, guys. Like I talked about earlier in the podcast, that hive mind. It seems like everybody kind of gets in the same hive, same hive mind. And I'll get messages for a few weeks or a month in a row from a lot of people that are reaching out to talk about the podcast. They're they're saying that they you know they love this one, they don't like this one. We should do this one, or they sent it, sending it to friends. And then it'll go months where I don't hear a word from anybody. And then it'll be five people again. It's it's the craziest thing. And and I think it really is something to to kind of lean on that we are we are a, a a multi mind species. We're not individuals as much as we think we are, but, but tell people about this, man. We, we really want to help as many people as we can. And I get it that you guys don't have the ability to consume a lot of the knowledge that we can consume. So if we're able to consume this knowledge and kind of spit it back out in, in functional sound bites, then, then that's what we were put here to do. Yeah, and um, you know, send us uh, some of your success stories. Like, so I like hearing about the changes people are making, but you know, always like the it's almost like the Jenny Craig before and after, but not like that. Oh, I love those before and afters. Those are great. <laughs> we should do before and afters for for squared away before you got squared away and after you got squared away, and it'll be everything. We'll do like we'll do like a 
a full-on picture infographic, not just what you look like, but everything that's changed. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, I like the, those are the accomplishments, but I, I always like to give accolades to the, you know, the discipline, the consistency. The effort, you know, right? We need to praise effort, just like we're raising kids. Yeah. We need to praise effort, not praise outcome. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's a wrap. 